Hey y'all, welcome to But Now We Said It, where we know new episodes of Housewives are great and all, but nothing beats an old episode of Housewives. My guest co-host today is Christine Bianca Villa, who you may know from her hilarious Instagram and Twitter where she gives all of her hot takes on Bravo and Real Housewives. She's here today to talk Season 1, Episode 5 of The Real Housewives of Orange County. And stay tuned for my chat with Season 1 star and Lori Peterson's daughter, Ashley Zarlin. Ashley talks all about her life now, her relationship with her brother Josh, and the experience of filming groundbreaking reality TV. Hey! Hi! <laughs> Remember that time I didn't think that your real name was Bianca Villa? Yes, and that was like <laughs> a good amount of people thought my first name was Bianca and my last name was Villa and that was... Is it Villa or Villa? Villa. Oh, but so that's Bianca okay, Villa. Because some people say if it's like Spanish with the two L's, but it's Italian. She's Italian, I'm Italian. Buca di Beppo. Oh, <laughs> yes! Do you, are you going to go to the coppery room i really would love to i need to get myself over there only if you like brush up on your italian oh, though because they speak fluent 100 percent. i mean i would never bring anything less to the table Ciao Ciao bella. Be- bello yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> i just am really loving going back and reminiscing on all of these old seasons i honestly don't watch the new season episodes more than once i feel like but I will watch old seasons just over and over and over again. So this has just been so so fun. And I feel like OC season one, I I used to always give it shit like, oh, that's a shitty season. Like I it's like the very first. Like, you know, it's it it's so weird back then. And actually rewatching it, it still has that same magic. And I I freaking love it. So I completely agree. I'm glad, you're, yeah. I'm glad you're here to join me and we'll dive right on into okay. it. Quick question. What's your favorite tagline from season one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Honestly, these, like, not even, you can't even call it a tagline. Like, it's like a sentence. No, it's just like a statement. A statement that they made. A statement. And it kills me, like, because they're all, like, the pose. I mean, obviously, now we have, like, the taglines are a huge deal and, like, the the intros. And it's literally just them, like, standing, like, on like the white background, like yes, I I, I love it all. Are are the police involved? Is probably or like what what is jo- it's Joe's was just like he's pretty much keeping and, and that me. was it. I was like what yeah, but we don't we have there's like, no what? context keeping you where do you need help? Hey. Blink. <laughs> Actually, no. She probably should have been blinking that whole time. He does like want to keep oh, 100%, her locked away. Yeah. The, like they're so funny. They're all hysterical. It really it really was such a different era. And what's interesting, I think it was Gina that mentioned was it Gina or Joe? One of them mentioned that, you know, um I asked, was it a real orange? First of all, yes. But two, I always assumed when they shot those intros especially like back at the beginning and when things weren't so like tense between cast members, probably that they'd all do it together at the same time and try different poses. No, it was all green screen. And then they would superimpose them all together. That's so wild. Which is surprising. That is surprising. Because like, yeah, what I'm picturing is literally them all getting into a room together and like holding their (laughs) orange. Yes. 
I feel like that would be so much easier. I still want to believe that that's what happened, honestly. Right? <laughs> I love that. And Kimberly is real sassy with oh her my God. too. And so I love good. it. She's like, she is serving that Oh orange, my God. And like, their outfits. To the I side. They're amazing. I mean, it's all, it's amazing. The sixth housewife was their oh my God, tops. The <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Episode five opens up with People are obsessed with their dogs in Kodo, which can relate. So Vicky has a purebred pug named Jake, and Kara's telling us that people are freaks about their pugs in Orange County. Do you like pugs? I do love a pug. I think they're so funny looking. I love them. They are. Well, she described them half dog, half alien, yes. which I can yeah. see that. They're just I mean, throwing carrots at it, too. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with my thing with pugs is... I feel like they can't breathe yeah. at well, all Well, they times. do. They have, them and French bulldogs have a lot of breathing yes. problems because it's squished. I feel like, exactly. Yeah. I feel like it would be really miserable at times to be a friend, or I mean a, a yeah. pug. And I feel like they'd be a lot to deal yeah. with. They're definitely temperamental and yeah. But they are cute. Yeah. I will give them that. And, you know, Gina is talking about their dog and telling Shane, I'll pay you $4 to bathe the dog. <laughs> So you're going to give the boy that you bought, like, a brand new Audi or, you know, pretty much whatever, only $4 to bathe the dog. No wonder, like, of course he's going to say yeah. no. And, you, and even he was like, I don't want the dog. I'm confused as to, as to what he thinks washing yes. a dog is because he said he doesn't want it to be naked in the shower with him. I'm like, you don't you don't get into the, the tub yeah. with the animal. <laughs> I was like, I was so confused by that. He's like, what is, what's the dog going to do? We're naked. I'm like, like, you don't get naked. Just, you put the dog in the tub. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, you could probably do it in the sink. Like, I'm like, what? Yes. (laughs) So crazy. Well, and then he said, just throw him in the pool. So Gina threw the dog in the pool. Was that not the most violent thing you've ever seen? I was like, that is a little like too rough. That's early Bravo. There's like no regulations. We're Very just early chucking Bravo. dogs in the pool. I was like, oh my god! Just- and the dogs just like swimming back to to get to the front. Oh, oh my god! That, that poor was a little lot. guy. Then Joe, you know, she's been kept, like she says, being alone at home to help, you know, comfort her or get, keep her company. She insisted on getting dogs, but now that she's working again, she doesn't think she can take care of them. And Slade makes her pick up all the dog shit. In her pumps. I'm like, take off your shoes. In her, yeah. (laughs) Just take them off. (laughs) I can't. She's over it. She says, I might have to slaughter them and eat them for dinner. The dog violence? (laughs) In this episode alone? So extra. I'm like, you're going to, ma'am. Pardon? (laughs) No. And how do you season it? That was was insanity. I was like, number one, first... The dogs in the pool. And now this? I'm like, you're going to... Maybe don't say that. You know, the dogs literally, they can't help it. Oh, my God. That was too funny. (laughs) Just leave the dogs alone. Oh, my God. I'll take care of them. (laughs) Well, then we get to Gina. She talks about how she relies on a lot of people outside the family to help raise the kids. And we've noticed in season one, sort of like, you know, Matt had that, that injury, baseball to the head, and caused a lot of neuro sort of changes and psych issues unfortunately. So she has been lucky that she's had a lot of people to, you know, help raise the kids. But one in particular came over today to do biomechanics with Shane. So to break it down for everybody, he was saying like, they're looking at how 
human movement is and correlating it with data or something to improve. Right. I don't know. But like putting it on a screen. I don't know. I was screen? confused as to, I don't know if it's for like, like, a, like science or is it for like a video, like a, a like a, I don't know. I was confused. It, I'll have to look that I up. I was so I'm, confused. I'm in, I mean, I'm yeah. intrigued now. I would love to know. I'm good. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know what Yeah. Or not. Do the research. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll let you yeah. find out. While Shane's getting the biomechanics done, Kara is discussing sex with Mama Gina and Gina you know, she describes, she says, or sorry, Kara says, you may think my mom's like this little sex kitten, but she's actually really prude. I've never gotten vibes that Gina's like, let's talk about sex, dick, I want to know who she surveyed to get, like, to think that, yes. like, how many people in the room raised their hands because they thought exactly. she was a sex kitten? I don't know, like, what, what survey she a little took. minx maybe no because that's like not <laughs> the first word that comes to my mind but you know the only thing yeah she used to be a former playboy right bunny but you know that doesn't scream who, who didn't honestly everyone like everyone yeah. was a, you know that was like the norm Kara's talking about how a sixth grade boy and an eighth grade girl were having sex in the bathroom <laughs> no <laughs> like, <laughs> Just no. I'm sorry. No. Uh, Then she decides to tell Gina, inform her what coitus interruptus is. Oh, that was fun. I, you know, I love a a scientific term. (laughs) I love that. For anyone who doesn't know, coitus interruptus is the pullout method that was, she told us, developed in the 1900s as a form of contraceptive. Thank you, Cara. There's so much science in this episode, biomechanics. The coitus interruptus. Interruptus. (laughs) (laughs) You know, coitus interruptus. Luckily, I, as a gay man, we can't get pregnant. So we don't have to worry worry about about coitus coitus interruptus. interruptus. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get to go and talk more about Colton. I feel like in this season, we haven't, towards the beginning, really learned a lot about Colton. And we get a lot more of Colton in this this episode and the coach his coach noticed when he was playing baseball that he's been favoring the one side or the one hand and come to find he had broken 70 percent of his hand that's insane he came home said mom look at my hand swollen and i just looked at him and said oh it looks like you got a mosquito bite or a spider bite go ice it and then his baseball coach watched how he was favoring it and looked at it and said oh you have a boxer's fracture what'd you hit took him got an x-ray and it's like 70 percent broken at an angle Late at night, he just says, well, Mom, I I punched somebody. Someone was smoking marijuana, and it offended him and said, you can't be my friend, and the kid said something mean about his family or his house. He'd call me, like, an Orange County little baby, and I didn't know how to fight and stuff. And then I was like, do you really want to fight? And then, like, he's like, yeah. How does one just, like, go through life, like, trying to hide that you broke your hand 70% And, like, how did he not, like, did he know he broke it or he just thought it was, like, swollen? Oh, I feel like he knew because I feel like he was saying, I think he was not wanting to tell because, so what happened, we do end up finding, his friend was smoking weed. drugs. And (laughs) drugs say no. Dare was working with I, I He was the president of Dare. I mean, my God, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I was so proud of yeah. him. You know, his friend, he did not like that his friend was smoking weed and said, you know, I don't want to be friends yeah, with you anymore. He said he was offended. Offended. Yes. 
The guy told him he was an OC little baby and told him he can't fight. Oh my god. That shit from high school, like, you know, actually, I feel like we still have some people that still act like they're in high school. But overall, it's nice to not have to deal with that shit anymore. Yeah, for sure. Gina's very concerned about the surgery, though, because this is not just a little league game that he's missing. No, this is like his future and his career for potential future and career. So she's going to take him to the doctor for the angels, as one does. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So then we finally, we get to Vicky. Vicky, first season is so great. So good. It's just a joy to watch. I just love it. So she's meeting drinks with Lori and Lorelai, which (laughs) I've been saying this like this. I feel like every episode, I need to catch up with Lorelai. I want to know know more. What's she doing? What's she up to? I know. I need to find that out. But Vicky and Lori are developing a deeper friendship now. They're hanging out more outside of work. We're seeing like the early stages of yeah. Vicky Lori. She talks about how Don's losing his job at 50. He lost his job at 53. It was really scary. They were not financially prepared for it. That shocks. I mean, obviously, who is ever right, prepared for right. it? But just Victoria Gumbelson. I never thought she would. A, oh, yeah, same. That. It's very because watching it back, you're like, whoa. Right. Not a Vicky trait. Right. I feel like she would cover that. And I just also thought, like, no matter what, she would never oh. worry, have to worry about money. The, her insurance. She's still waiting for him to get a new job. And then, so they're talking about family issues. And I don't know if you caught this, but in the confessional, she's, like, describing how her and Lori, like, they, like, they go out for drinks, but then... They end up talking about their their issues and venting. She said, Lori always talks about Josh. And the way she said it was like shady, I felt like. I don't know that she meant it that way, but it came off like, fuck, I have to listen to Lori talk about Josh again. Because we weren't at the age of like intentional shade yet. Like, right. that wasn't a thing. So, oh, 100%. You felt that way too? Yeah, okay. I, was like, I was like, wow, like, that's obviously something that's really challenging. Right. So I can understand why. You know, if it's not about Vicky, it's not as interesting yeah. to her. No. So that's fair. <laughs> Lori's not sure when Josh is coming home. She didn't, and she didn't hire him a lawyer, made him get a public defender because he needed to learn from his mistakes. You know what? Holy shit. That, honestly, that, it makes sense because if you like because she said like if you help a kid and get them out of all these situations they're never gonna learn mm-hmm. and like she it, it like he was in what a juvenile center not like mm-hmm. he wasn't in sing sing in jail wasn't in sing sing no, no sing sing <laughs> like definitely uh, not in sing sing so it's like it was a little lost <laughs> maybe that's bad of me to say i don't know i don't have kids i don't know <laughs> I don't know what I do. No, I, well, so like on the pre, you wouldn't, I don't think you watched the previous episode, but the previous episode, I think that he mentioned that he was suspended from school over a hundred times. Yes. Which is. So, so like, of course, you got to learn somehow. So she did that, which I mean, that'll definitely teach you a lesson. Of course, you know, that's, it's hard for her because that's her kid and she's like trying to get him out. I asked Ashley about her relationship with Josh, and here's what she had to say. Oh, you know, I don't really, I haven't had a relationship with my brother in years, and it's just something where he struggled his whole life, and we weren't really that close growing up, and so, like, I always am hoping for the best for him, and, um, you know, I want to see him thrive and, you know, stay clean and stay out of jail, but unfortunately, that's just, like, the life that 
he has. And I mean, all I could do is keep praying for him and hope that one day he decides to clean up his act, you know, but yeah, we don't have a relationship for me personally. I've watched it drain my mom's emotions for years. So I chose to personally step out of it and kind of like cold turkey. Um, There was only so much that I could mentally take because it does, it drains your energy. um, It stresses you out. You're constantly worried about them. And I'll always worry about him for the rest of my life. But I had to take a step back and, and worry more about like myself and where my life was headed and support my family. But I mean, there's classes that you can go to that help, you know, the family members aside from um, the person with mental health problems or addiction problems. Um, I would just go to therapy. Like therapy is my best friend. And I, yeah, I would suggest therapy to talk it out because there's only so much that you can talk about it with your friends and only so much advice they can give. But having an outsider's perspective is a lot of help. Um, any like negativity as far as him being on it and showing his struggles was more, I think, reflected on my mom, unfortunately, because people were saying like, oh, yeah, how could you like expose your son like that? And ultimately, that's why we ended up stopping because people were so mean about it. And that's kind of like all anyone wanted to ever talk about. And there was so much more to our family than like my brother's mental health problems and addiction. So, um, yeah, I just feel like looking back, hopefully that helps other people um, either make those decisions or like stay clean or, you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, it's definitely a struggle. And I know my mom gets messages on Instagram daily about, you know, from people asking for advice that are going through the same thing or, you know, another relatable story. And I think that it's a much bigger problem in our country than, you know, we are talking about. Like, addiction is a mental health problem and it should be treated that way. So um, yeah, I definitely think we should normalize talking about it. Vicky commiserates saying boys are harder to raise. You know, Michael was the difficult child while Brianna's a piece of cake. And Vicky then goes on to shade Brianna's boyfriend. I love Kobe. Kobe actually has become part of the family, but I don't want her to focus on marrying her high school sweetheart. Kobe wants to be a fireman. He's very focused on that. But my hope is that her husband will be able to give Brianna the lifestyle that she deserves and what she wants. Oh, Vicky. I mean, are you saying that a fireman can't provide that? I can't. You know, of course, every parent is going to have their opinions and what they want. But that's a very respectable career. Yeah. And And you get normal. If you get a pension, like you're set when you retire. So. Yes. It's honorable and admirable yeah. and then on top of that i'm sure th- i feel like they do fine yeah and she clearly makes or he clearly makes brianna happy yeah. so brianna and colby are out to dinner she also reveals to us colby got her a promise oh. ring because they're not gonna have sex because the, they don't want to have sex till marriage that was something else in her little pink uh what was it victoria's secret zip up Mm -hmm. that was a staple and her promise ring very very proud of her can't relate (laughs) but (laughs) like when you they were such a thing back then promise rings like it was a oh yeah it was a huge thing didn't i want to say didn't like someone from like one direction didn't like a famous brothers Brothers. (laughs) yes they all had someone famous they all had promise rings and um your resident uh, Jonas Brothers fan over here. Joe was the first one to take his off. It was like a wild thing. And then Kevin had gotten married eventually and like 
we obviously like he never wore his anymore and then like nick took his off and it was ooh, that was so do wild. we think do we think no i don't think any of them were any of them were virgins no. <laughs> <laughs> i think they all like got kind of famous and we're like wait a minute no i'm ready to yeah. get it on yeah come on after they were in camp rock and really skyrocketed uh, uh, Sex by the ocean. Is there a cake, cake by, by the ocean or something? By the ocean. Sex by the ocean. Sex by the ocean. <laughs> That's, you know, no in- innuendo at all. Just <laughs> We're just going to throw it out there. Sex by yep. the ocean. So Vicky shows up to Colby and Brianna's date. And Which? literally is. What? Like what? Quintessential Vicky. Look who it is. Hi, princess. I just wanted to pop in and say hi. Where did you get this from? This cute little green thing. I bought it. Hi, honey. Hi. Yesterday. Cute. What are you eating? A calzone and chicken. This looks good. What is that? It's chicken. Good. Do you miss me? No. I haven't seen you in two days. She was talking about going to Newport Beach after that, and it was already 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and I didn't want her to drive out there. Hi, guys. You guys having fun? And the first <laughs> shot when she showed up, I think, like, someone was holding the camera, like, an inch from her face. It was like, hey! Yes. It's like, whoa. Eyes couldn't be no. bigger. Could not be closer no, that was to the insane. two of them. Eating their food. Like, just insane. Oh, my gosh. And we just see, like, she's, like, telling Brianna, no, you can't do this. You can't go. You can't drive anywhere after your meal. You got to come home. And sh- Brianna reveals that... The older she gets, the more she feels Vicky takes away freedom. Yeah. Vicky takes away from her and treats her like little girl. And it's kind of showing how Vicky is not ready to give oh, up, no. you know, be an empty nester. No. And I think a huge part of that whispers is because that means she's had to be alone with Don. <laughs> exactly. No, she does. She, that's yeah. literally she. That's the last thing she wants. I also love that this is an unintentional foreshadowing of her showing up to michael's college yes 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 <laughs> it gave me strong energy of her showing up with a case of beer oh, at least see at least she showed up with a case of beer with michael right, this she showed up empty right, nothing, handed just herself and, and took their food took their food and then told her she, she couldn't, couldn't go to newport yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to Lori. Josh is having a hearing again, continued from Monday because the psychiatrist on Monday did not bring the evaluation. So she couldn't bring Josh home. And this time she's like so excited to bring him home. Well, what happened? (laughs) She 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 did did not not. bring him home. That has to be such a mind for not only her and but not only him, but also her and like their family. Yeah. So he was ordered to do the full 60 days for the evaluation. He was already there for 58. So they forced him to stay another two days. Which like at that, I mean, I don't know. I don't work in the justice system, but. Did he really need those extra two days? I don't know. She's pissed as anyone would be. And I think she sort of blames herself a little bit for the whole public defender thing. She right. thinks if she would have gotten the lawyer, that would have prevented all right. of this. Right, but I think she did the right thing. I mean, I think, like... She, she did. did. So then we get to our youngest ever housewife, Joe, and we're getting to see how Slade spends a lot of time with his boys. Wait, how old? She was 20... How old was she? 24. I don't know yeah. why I thought you were going to say, like, 28. 24? Isn't Holy that wild? shit. I did yeah. not realize it was 24. Holy... That mm-hmm. just... I'm a little... 
taken aback. Okay. Yeah. Well. And I was always like, oh, so Ashley Darby was probably the youngest housewife. And then whenever I like revisited or like looked things up. I, I was wasn't like, like a fully shit. developed person at tw- like, I, like if I was where I was no. at 24, someone put me on television oh. at age 24, I would, you would I, never see my face again. So the fact that what Slade wanted out of her in 24, uh, that never would have happened. And he should have known. Like, are you kidding? Like what? Some men, I, f- I mean, let's let's blame it oh, on yeah. men, oh, honestly, because yeah. men, it's easy to blame Straight on men, men because it's usually their fault. I think they truly do believe if you give somebody money, that's just right. enough. No goals, no, um, it, it I don't helps, know. Like, but it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You definitely, money, like, can make you happy, but it does not fulfill right. your whole life. No. It so. can't make someone like be a mother when they don't want to be a mother or be like, exactly. Like, are you kidding? That's insane. Wow. 24. No. Okay. God bless. So we see that Slade and his sons are really into collecting masks, <laughs> costumes and props <laughs> from like movies and stuff. So she ha- he has the George Clooney Batman suit. Joe said that I think it costs more than three of her Louis Vuitton bags around 90 grand. His whole collection was 90 grand. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. whole collection? Yeah. I think the Batman was like 8,000. I buy a lot of wigs on Amazon, but they're like literally 30 to no. 40 bucks. Yeah. That, like it's Not $8,000. $8, that is a nice like dress. Like what? What? I don't even know what I would like. It's a bag. It's a piece of jewelry. Like, And it's to the point where they had to get a storage unit. Which is insanity. Which is insanity. Gavin mentions that, you know, when he was six or seven, Gavin is Slade's son. That's when his parents got divorced. And he says that Slade is actually the perfect dad. That was so sweet. And it was so sweet. And we actually get to see Slade talk about how, you know, honestly, I'd be so much further in my career where I am right now, but I prioritize, you know, spending time sweet. with my kids I, and raising I my kids. It. Honestly, that, that like was sweet. Like their relationship was that whole episode. I was like, that is really sweet. Well, if you, you know, if you ever do go back and revisit the whole yeah. season, this whole season, we really see Slade as his, he's such yeah. a good dad. And I want the takeaway from season one of, but now he said it, maybe we shouldn't be believing as much about Slade's, well, first of all, we probably shouldn't be commenting on it to begin with because we don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it really shows that he was he he was at least a really yeah. good dad. And then uh, so then we get on to Vicky. She's storming around her kitchen talking about how her plate's too full. Dawn's out of work. Can't get out of my hair. But now he they did buy a an investment oh, property yes. in Mission Viejo and he's going to flip it. That'll take up some time. That's exciting. They bought this house, this teardown house. For seven hundred thousand, so like Giselle, yeah. essentially, oh <laughs> no, like the one, the one attachment on her, I the one I... attachment. Yeah, they're hoping once they flip it to at least make a hundred to one hundred fifty k. Do you think you could ever be a house flipper? No, absolutely not. Um, I used to love playing like The Sims and like, like when mm-hmm. I was, and I would like love like decorating houses and like that. But to Same. take like a a old like gross house and have to like demolish it and then redo it like i'd rather you just like give me a piece of land and i'll start like i don't want to like flip. have to do like all i don't want to come in like i have no interest absolutely no interest in like taking a sledgehammer and putting it through a wall like i don't understand like the joy like no. the excitement everyone's I've... like demo day i'm like that's like i don't want to do that i think 
and luckily, thank God, my mom and my grandparents. But we, my, when my mom bought a house when we were in high school, um, after my parents got divorced, we literally bought one and she gutted oh it God. and did all of that. But I feel like I was, I don't know, like away for the, a lot of the summer. Yeah, you, you were so like, I never removed yourself from the situation. You were yes. like, absolutely not. Am I going to be involved in this? You, you want to do this? You're going to do that and exactly. I'm going to go to camp. Or whatever it is. I was essentially Michael. Yeah, yeah you were just like, I'm going <laughs> to go Michael shows up. <laughs> yes. So Michael does show up thinking he was going to get involved and maybe that would be his summer job. He shows up, looks around. Like, this mm, is a dump. No. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> no, literally. That's what I'd be like. You know what? This isn't my project. It's your project. So I'm going to step step to the side. Let you do it. Good work. I'm going to go ahead. Um, you keep it yeah. up. Enjoy. So, <laughs> so he just goes back and I want to go swim in Vicky's pool. I like always remember Vicky's backyard being incredible, but that pool on the, the slide, slide with like the little the sli- rocks. Oh. No, Could you that's imagine amazing. as a kid live growing up in that house. No, I would that, that would, would be, be ama- that would be amazing. We used to, I used to before my parents got divorced, we had a pool and they got divorced and I was like the saddest part about this is that we don't have a pool anymore. Honestly. Have a pool anymore. That was like the True. kicker. I was like I don't care. Can someone stay in this house? I'll stay in it alone. <laughs> someone just pay for yeah, it. Yeah, please. <laughs> and we get to Lori, and she's on round three of Josh's God hearing. God bless. So she brings Steve and Sophie along. Steve, again, everyone, as you know, is her side piece. Or, well, not side piece, but her friends with benefits. Yeah. And um, Sophie comes along, but Ashley is not going. And Ashley is firm about, I'm not going to just show up, celebrate him getting out of juvie, <laughs> like celebrating bad behavior. There we go. A take. There we go. A take. You know what, though, about all of that? Like, I imagine there was benefits for Ashley. She she had talked about in previous episodes because her mom had had to focus so much on Josh she would get away with a lot of stuff so that was probably a positive thing for her but at the same time I'm sure there was a piece of like not neglect but feeling like the focus was just the focus was just yeah like it was worried about where what's happening with him how long is he going to be in there paying for the yeah like all that stuff for sure and I can't really I wasn't I'm was an only child until college. I got a step, two step siblings in college. So like, I can't even relate to having other siblings. But I imagine it's already hard enough to, you know, equally distribute your time. And then on top of it, when you have all these issues, it's like, yeah, so I can, I can see where her mindset is. Since we've been talking about it all season, I finally asked Ashley, what's the deal with her car? And while we were on the topic, she had some very interesting insight about her season one storyline. My dad had been splitting, I remember at the time, like half of my car payment for me. But when I moved up to LA, he's like, I don't, I can't like ensure that you're going to be like giving me money every weekend. And not that he didn't trust me. He was, it was just like his credit. And he's like, you know what, like, if you want to live in LA, that's great. Go pursue your dreams. But like, um, let's, leave the car here, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So I didn't have a car up in LA, which was, it worked out. It was fine. And when I moved back, I just remember I'd been working so hard and I was so proud. I bought this like piece of crap car and uh, the payments were like nothing. And I remember they just, I felt like so set up in that moment, you know, where I had like my back up against the wall and I'm like, what is happening? I just didn't even know how to react to any of it because stuff had already happened with the filming and that I just kind of felt weird about. So it just, it never like sat right. And it, once again, it was just, it wasn't how it 
it was portrayed to be. I was 18, 19. My mom and I were butting heads at certain points of times and like they filmed it and then I would do something and they would cut it to make it look like that situation was a part of like a fight that we had a week ago. So I feel like when I when I would watch it back, it it kind of triggered me, honestly, because it would it would rehash the fights or the arguments and then I would be like, that's not even what happened or that wasn't the outcome, you know? And so it would kind of like drag on and and then also I feel like they made me out to kind of be a spoiled brat for a lot of season one, which was unfortunate because I'm so goofy and fun and like my mom and I are best friends, you know? So I felt like a lot of that was unfortunate because I didn't get a chance to really shine at all, um, which is why I'm so fortunate now that there is social media where people can see me just living my life. Like me bringing home that dog. I remember everyone was pissed, pissed. One, that wasn't my dog. That was my mom's dog. And two, my suitcase that I'm dragging through like the courtyard was empty. Like it wasn't even my suitcase. So like I got so much shit. Like I just showed up at, at like 21 years old, like, oh, I'm coming home. It's like, no, I, I lived there. Like I moved into that house with my mom, you know? So them showing all of that and like the house being a mess. I'm like, part, they, they uh, I remember put some clips in of like the house being a mess and it wasn't even like my house that they were showing, but it was making it look like. I was like the slob, you know, when I'm like OCD. So there's just lots of things like, yeah, I'm like, nope, that didn't happen, you guys. But and so like, it's stuff like that. I had to like live where people were badgering me and giving me shit, you know, for like being one way. And I'm like, that wasn't even my idea. Or they would put you in some situations, you know, where my mom had probably told them, oh, yeah, we're like fighting right now. And then they would like, egg it on a little bit, you know, so of course, it's going to be heated. And I remember there was another part where I had like a party at my mom's house. And so there's like one scene where I'm like pouring a drink on like the, these rules that my mom left. My mom was not out of town. I had people over for it to film and they told me to pour it like I had to clean that up. Why would I do that? You know, like little things. And I'm like, it just I, I now looking back, wish I would have just set, said no or set more boundaries, but I was young and I didn't know better. The way that Josh talks about like what he did and like where his consequences, he's so mature in how he speaks yeah. about it that you really do believe he's, like yeah. he's turning over the new yeah. leaf. He sees where he goes wrong. So it's it's a shame that like it shows that, it, you know, drug and addictions and mental health things really do right. can derail right. you no matter how committed or you think you're right. committed. Another cute thing he was talking about how his mom is truly his biggest supporter and how he's that time in juvie, he did realize his impact on his act of his actions on his family and his mom and that's why he wants to do yeah. better that was a touching that was really moment. sweet so then we get to father's day we get to see what everyone's doing for their father's day celebrations joe she's planning a special celebration for slade because she got a job and she wants to you know he's very much on her about spending more time with the kids and him so she wants to plan a good day for him imagine doing that she looks at 24 like, like i could not do that no Barely plan one for my own father. Like, what? She looks at Grayson to make sure Grayson has everything. Yeah, you have everything. The handcuffs, everything good. The handcuffs (laughs) and the gun are in your backpack. I was like, the what? What? I'm sorry. Pardon? No, that was, I was like, the what? What are we doing with that? So they blindfold Slade, drive him to get a massage. And then while he's getting massaged, they go to the grocery store, put together this Mm -hmm. whole picnic basket and everything so they can spend the day at the beach all together. And 
Slade loved it. The kids loved it. Gavin tells us that he thinks Joe is so beautiful and thinks she could be a supermodel. He says she could be a a, a runway model or any kind yes, of model. And a model. <laughs> yes. So good. So cute. It was almost like you know, like those little kid crushes. Yes. yes. But like on his dad's yes, fiance. Exactly. <laughs> Real quick, we have to take a break. And then Kimberly, they have a beach day as well. So I was very confused about the cigar present. Yeah. So she got him a cigar band that was framed and in the frame was tobacco right. leaves. And she said because he can't smoke. Have the cigar. Maybe. Well, no, Or no, yeah, he can't since you can't have the cigar. So does that mean like maybe it was a cute? Oh, maybe. Cigar, and like, I couldn't. But like what's the point of having. Right. Like, you didn't even get a chance to like, enjoy a Cuban right. cigar. I don't know. Do people, oh, that may, maybe. I don't know. That's so strange. Why would you do that? Like, do people hang them up on the wall as decoration? I, I don't that's know. That's n- not something I would do, but sh- maybe. Maybe this is an untapped market. That should have been Kimberly's. If she would have gone on to other seasons, we would have had a, yes. tab- or a cigar yes. business. Yes. Maybe. The son was the cutest thing ever. Oh, my God. His little son got him an Xbox No, that game. was amazing. Because, like, that's something so I So that would they do. could play yeah, together. I'm like, oh, this is a gift for me. <laughs> One thousand percent. Kimberly got him also a bracelet that was reasonably priced under two thousand dollars. Good for doesn't reasonably priced because the whole thing like opening gifts on the beach sounds like a nightmare. Like who wants to open a terrible on the beach? There's sand everywhere. I don't like to eat on the beach. I don't like to eat on the beach. I don't. I don't like like eating on the beach. Eating lunch on the beach is actually horrific, and it should be a criminal activity because it's disgusting. Like there's sand everywhere. Everywhere. You could have a glass of rosé. Find something that has a cap on it. Get a little yeti thing. But eating on the beach, opening gifts. I was like, what? How are they doing? Where are the gifts going? There's gonna get sand all in the video game. I'm literally with you, girl. I could not. Think of a worse place to Open do all of on this. On a beach. I like, I understand the novelty and the idea of like how fun it would be to have like a picnic or even, you know, people having sex on the beach. Well, but like, there's like a lot of sand that can go a, a lot, lot of places. places. And I just don't, I don't think it's, it's worth yeah, it. I agree. And then we get to Vicky. And this is an interesting moment because early in the season, Brianna made a statement about not having a father. And I thought it was so interesting because I was like, huh, she's had Dawn essentially. And she's always like said in like the later seasons that she, he was like a father to her. So he's very confused. And I'm glad this was addressed in this episode when Vicky's talking, you know, she said the hardest part about moving to OC was Brianna and Michael being separated from her father, their father. And his dad, you know, their dad was crying when the other day when he went over to Vicky's mom's to do some handiwork because yeah. he saw pictures of them. Like, where'd the time go? You know, I could not imagine, like, you know, your kids just up and leaving, not having really a set. I'm yeah. sure they, he didn't really have an option. Right, because they were going to go and, that, and that's it. So basically, he wasn't really a part of their life, which we all, we, we right. knew that. Like, he would come to, like, a big events and stuff. But overall, was not a big part of the life and you know vicky very much like candy would encourage riley vicky's encouraged you know you should really spend more time with him or reach out yeah. to him more and she just doesn't really have she brianna didn't have a vision of a, a father being she didn't yeah see that for that herself it was really sad this is where she clarifies the whole don thing she said her relationship with don has remained confusing for her 
He considers them his kids, but she doesn't know if she quite understands if he's really the dad in her life or just her mom's right. husband. That broke my heart a little bit, too, because I feel like that would be soul crushing for Dawn right, to watch to hear that, that later. Like, oh, I right. Like, what do you mean? I'm your dad. Yeah. No, that that was upset. That was sad. Especially if like he, you know, we don't know, but like, I wonder if he was very, you know, like adamant about talking about how I consider you my kids. Right. You're one of my, you know. And oh, especially was... a lot of those times in those situations, I, I'm only speaking from my experience, but like they're the boyfriend of or whoever it is, like normally tries like so hard to like so hard. win a, the kid's approval. Again, yeah, I, totally. Like, I'm sure not every, but a lot of situations are like that. So it's so interesting that like, I don't know, maybe she's yeah. just, she was just like a little bitter or upset. I mean. Yeah, that's very true. I, yeah, I, I felt bad, but like I totally respect where she was at because, right. you know, we all experience divorce in different ways. So, and then again, we get Vicky throwing her subtle shade again. <laughs> so they're talking about the barbecue from the night before and that they had met Shane and she asked if, you know, did you, did you think Shane was cute? I don't know if Vicky was like <laughs> I, thinking of setting her up. Yeah, something I was like, something. what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, he's cute. But I mean, Colby's cuter. <laughs> and then <laughs> Vicky goes, you've got blinders on, Brianna. What? I'm like, what? She, all she said was her boyfriend is cute. you got blinders on. I'm like, what? what? You drag the man saying that he can't make your daughter happy was... in the future. <laughs> and then you say he's not attractive, nope. essentially. That was that right. was very funny. <laughs> And she's very adamant, again, about, you know, Brianna, you need to date other people. Right. I agree with that. Hindsight is twenty right. twenty, But, you know, we all, when we're high school. Exactly. We Everyone you think it's like end all be all. But, yeah, you learn. You live and you learn. So when we get to Gina. What shocked me was Matt, the kid's dad, says that Colton is the best all-around baseball athlete in the whole family, himself included. That means, like, Colton is really, really yeah. good. And, you know, they really, it, it makes sense now why Shane tries so hard to be so competitive yeah. with, with the others. And, because, and he's getting all, all of this attention trying to make this his career. And then the little brother is actually just much more naturally talented. And he feels threatened yeah. in some sort of way that he's not going to live up. So that adds a whole nother layer to this family dynamic. I was shocked to see, you know, his dad say that. And even Gina at one point was like, yeah, like, he's the best thing I've ever done. Like, talking about that. I was like, okay, we're, I thought we're not supposed to tell the kids who's the favorite. Like, that's, I thought, I thought it was a secret (laughs) that you asked. Right. I was like, whoa. No, they literally, their family dynamic is so interesting because they are so, honest about that type right. of stuff like he's not good at this or he's not, and like those are things i feel like typically people would like yeah they may think it but they wouldn't, you wouldn't say, say it, it where it. their kids are going right. to feel it right. hear it <laughs> maybe the transparency is a good thing i don't yeah, know that was wild though i was like oh okay <laughs> so me, yeah she was like colton's my best work like, oh. you know he so he's basically good all yep, around. He's good. <laughs> good for him. Colton got his hand fixed and has his cast. And Gina talks to him more about the fight and the drugs. And it's a really good mom-son moment. It really shows how wise beyond his years he was mm-hmm. compared to, mo- like, especially my yeah. age. I, f- 
feel like Colton is like an old soul. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. So then we get back to Kimberly. We see her hula dancing with her kids. And she talks about how, you know, it's really important for her to be healthy for her kids. And the reason why is she has a long history with skin cancer. And nine years ago, she was told that she had nine years left to live because of it. You know, I work in oncology. So that's, you know, something that I deal with a lot. But the fact the amount of times this woman has had to deal with cancer scares, um, biopsies, she's had over hundreds of biopsies. And like five times, I think, had metastatic or a malignant melanoma. She literally is like an incredible statistic. The fact that she's alive and been able to catch things early. So it really taught her to live in the moment. And that's, you know, Kimberly really is the stable force on this, this season. She really wants to make sure her kids know to live in the moment but also don't be crippled yeah. by fear. And I think that is the best advice for anybody. Yeah. That she, she's, you're right. She was like the stable, just like steady hand. I don't know about you, you know, but like with my parents, especially my mom, my mom is a worrier about everything. And, you know, I feel like my family, a lot of them are always like, you know, be careful. You need to be safe. You need to do this. You need to do that. And this, this quote with Kimberly really resonates with me. I'm not going to live in fear just because of, you know, certain things that you may find a little unsafe or something, you know, like if you don't feel comfortable, you you really can't live in fear. And I I just love that she's teaching that at such a young age. It's important because it's it's funny because my, that's like, like my mom, but I, and I'm mm -hmm. like the worrier, like I'm like the be safe, be careful. And my mom is like that. Like we're, it's complete opposites. Then we move on, uh, or sorry, we're still talking about Kimberly. Um, so she goes to the doctor for her, she goes, I think she said, was it like every two yeah, months I or think, something? Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. eight weeks? Yeah. So she found a mole that was concerning or looked a little off. So she went to the doctor for a checkup. He said it was, he wants to biopsy it. Um, and she didn't feel nervous about it uh, because most of them come back non-malignant. So she leaves then we go over to Mike or to Vicky and Michael got his first job. <laughs> Pizza delivery man. Like truly amazing. Where's Robin Dixon? <laughs> Where is Robin Dixon? Oh Where is Ashley Darby? Where is Giselle Bryant? Like, so good. I was dying at this part because he literally, it's like he had never seen like a normal living arrangement for non like rich yeah, like he's like literally <laughs> never was, in his life. I was like, what? He was like, what the hell is this place? And it was a very standard apartment building. He had not like, a clue. Very I was standard. Like, okay. I guess we're not in Coda. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my, oh my god. I mean, obviously, this whole show shows you that they live in a bubble. Right. But that was bubble. That was wild. I was like, okay. <laughs> then we get back to Lori and Vicky, and Lori and Vicky are in the office. Vicky's stressed as always, working a ton. Lori is kicking butt with her leads, which go Lori. You know, she came into this not knowing anything about in- insurance and she is killing it as a yeah, single mom. Yeah, kicking ass. And Vicky talks about how she's really opened up to Lori lately and considers her one of her closest friends and they confide in oh. each other. Can we talk about how I wonder if this is when they really started talking about all of the infidelities allegedly that happened in the multiple partners. Oh, you know, yeah, no, that like, makes that makes sense. And in this season, 
her and Lori went on an insurance trip a co- like oh. an episode or two before this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was that in season one? Did they go on that convention? Is that the alleged convention oh my that god. Lori oh walked my in on Vicky god. with multiple partners? Oh, my God. Then they decide, you know what? Fuck work right now. Let's go get drunk. <laughs> so Vicky has her over to her house. They have drinks. Let's go get in the spa. Do you refer to hot tubs as a spa? Um, no, never in my life. It's a hot tub. Never. A spa like, you go I, to get a massage and like decompress. Yes. And like I remember it like on vacations and stuff or at the hotel will, will say like spa rules and right, stuff. But, but that's not like. No, normal people don't call no it a spa. No one says that. <laughs> it's hot tub. It's a hot tub. So they're getting in the spa together oh and they're, you know, having their cocktails and thinking they were going to have their like one-on-one girl time. But guess what? The boys show up. <laughs> and we're back to this weird MILF culture that Orange County leans into weird MILF so culture. hard. There's, nothing, <laughs> there's literally 100%. That's it. Weird MILF culture. Right. Also, Vicky, when they were getting into the hot tub, she said, she asked Lori to hold her hand to help her get in. And she said, but don't think that's weird. <laughs> like, what? No one's going to think you're gay because you're, you're holding, holding Lori's hand. hand. <laughs> To get into the spa. Like, what? Oh, uh, is there such thing as toxic femininity? I'm sure there is. Because <laughs> I feel hetero, or, hetero femininity. because yeah, that's it. That's that's it. it I was Oh, my God, shocked. I can't. I mean, I shouldn't be shocked by it, but, like, come on. I can't. 2006, right. man. It was a different, was a different time. <laughs> so, so the boys show up, and Vicky says to them, do you want to get in the spa I with can't. us? Thank God Vi- Lori said... Well, that might be weird. Like someone has their head on straight. Like what? What? You know, Michael talks about how anyone who looks at Lori yes. is just pretty much an. This awe. is so good. Like she's the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. All my friends want her. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was truly amazing. Lori is beautiful, she is. but like the way—I mean, high school boy, or well, no, I guess they're college boys. Yeah, but still, like eighteen-year-old boys are just—they are like ravenous for for literally anything breeze michael's friend is very kind to inform us what milf means (laughs) mother i'd like to fuck and Lori is a milf but reese does not consider vicky a milf (laughs) too good too good now however although reese does not consider vicky a milf he has heard some of other michael's friends that Say that, that she, she is. is, yeah. So I guess we're we're split it's up for debate. on whether Vicky's a MILF. It's up for debate. I want to know. Do you think Vicky's a MILF? Um, in in my personal opinion, I I would say no. I agree. I mean, she's not MILF status. She's very. She's not like she she's a great. gorgeous woman. Like, but when I think yeah. of like MILF, I'm like like MILF. Melissa Gorga. Yeah, like you know, yes. like that just like <laughs> insanely like good looking that like you can't even like deny like. I got too excited over. When yeah, you said no, Melissa like that's Gorga. like a milk, like a, you know, a Melissa Gorga so or like any of like Dorit. Oh, Dorit, my my queen Dorit. I mean, all the yeah, like that's like a a milf. I mean, a lot of the Potomac women, yeah, like someone with like know? like a little bit older kids. Like it's yes. always like that like age where like your kids are like teenagers. It's like shocking how great. Yes, you look. and like you have teenage yeah. kids. So then Vicky, speaking of MILF, she talks about how she loves Michael's friends. And I think they love me. So it goes I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if you caught when she said this, but 
her she was hairy. oh 100% her eyes were like like one eye was to the left it was gold and that's like so and... funny because like you know, like when i was watching the OC, uh, the oc oc housewives mm-hmm. when i was younger i was like i had no clue that like they were wasted like when i watched laguna beach it was like i didn't know they were wasted and watching it back right. i was like holy shit it is so funny watching these things that when you watched when you were younger right. and catching all of the things that are just obvious, but also right. things that were more like covert. But like when you're like in seventh grade, you're like, I don't know, like you what's don't know happening. That shit. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. We leave the MILFs for, you know, the last time and we get to Slade and Joe going go-karting. And this was not just go-karting. They literally had like fireproof gear on helmets, like literally looked like they were in Salt Lake City in Vegas getting ready to drive. Yeah, a that Porsche. was frightening. For me, personally. It was weird. It was a lot. So were these, like, professional, like, cars? Right. Like, go-karts? Is that a, a thing? I guess. Is it's It was bizarre. But they made this bet. Yes. And if Joe wins at go-karting, I don't even know what the, you just, I guess, however many laps they do. Right, I don't know who, know. like, who. I don't even know how you right. win. But if Joe wins, she gets a new Louis Vuitton bag. If Slade wins... She has to wear a French-made costume and clean the house. <laughs> this was just like, are we kidding? Oh. Are we kidding? Really? This is where we're back. Oh, my God. At, honestly, that's it actually really is a dumb bet. Yeah. Like, I would put on a maid costume just, just for, for fun. Just for fun, right. Like, Dude, let's, get, let's get something juicier. <laughs> Slade won, naturally, because I think, I don't know about you, but I think the most memorable thing from season one is Joe's maid oh, costume. Oh, that's like, that's a staple. That's, that's, That's yeah. the staple. It needs to be at BravoCon in the museum. Oh my God. So this, what was nice about this is we've seen a lot of toxic behavior in their relationship. So much toxic behavior. This, this has livened up their relationship. Joe feels good about this betting situation. She's happy about it. And we get, we finally get to it. She's reluctantly walking around the house using pledge and a duster, cleaning <laughs> up everything. Slade's like licking his lips. Yep. During that it. was I've never been more uncomfortable. That was that was truly one of the most like upsetting things to watch. You know when there's those images that are just ingrained in your head, like that, the photo of like Ramona and Harry Dubin sucking face. Oh yeah. Um oh, like yeah. there's like those images that you're just like could have done without. And Slade's hot. Like Slade's hot, but the way he was licking his lips was like it was yeah. creepy. He's hot in the way that like Jason Bethany's ex was hot. Like you thought he was hot at first, yes. and then he was like, "What?" Yes, yes. Very. You good were. They, they do look alike, You're right? A little bit. I don't You're know. Right. Oh Something my God. about that. Like a li- but they same energy. Yeah, exactly. Same energy. It seems like everyone has an opinion on Slade. I mean, y'all know I do. But it also includes Ashley. <laughs> it's funny more now because like I'm friends with Gretchen. Um, but I remember I was in high school. I think I was in high school. No, no, no. Was I in college? I can't remember. I think it must have been college. But I was playing uh, volleyball. And he would come to like my college volleyball games with my mom. And I'm just like, this is so weird. You know, because my mom was married for so long to my, my ex-stepdad. Um, so when she did. But I thought he was nice. I thought he was handsome, you know, like, and then, yeah, he was a babe. So I, you know, I was like, go for it. Like, great. Which is so funny because I'm friends with Joe too. So then we end with Kimberly. She's waiting at home, waiting yes. for her biopsy results. And the doctor calls and unfortunately it's her fifth malignant melanoma. So crazy. 
She says if it metastasizes, it could kill her within four months. Again, Kimberly coming through with all of these wise words and just like, I don't know. Like, how do you deal with that? Right. Like, how do you have that outlook? She says, she says, I'm not afraid of dying at all. I'm afraid of leaving my kids and Scott because I don't think anybody could love them as much as I do. Oh my God. And that's how we wrap the episode. And I, my heart was pouring out for her. It was. It was it was devastating. Unfortunately, she'll be battling it again. Yeah. And you know, next episode we will find oh out what God. goes I on mean, that's from so there. Upset, yeah, I don't know how you do that. How you deal with that? If anyone that's had to go through it, she has like done it yeah. in a way that is so inspiring. Yeah. And I applaud yeah. her. Oh, one hundred percent on everything. One hundred percent. It was a pleasure My having sweet. you today. Thank you so much for having me. This was the best. And honestly, now I just want to go and watch all of the because there's no, there's right? nothing there's nothing as good as I don't know. Someone tweeted this. I can't remember who, but it was like, there's nothing better than a new episode of Housewives except a really old episode of Housewives. And I don't know who tweeted I love it, it you- and I will find out and tell you, but the best. Well, I love that you just said that because it's in my trailer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but there we go. Chrissy Teigen did. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, wait, who said thank you? Thank you, Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> we'll tell everyone where they can find you. Guys, this girl is so funny. I've been following her forever and she is so, so funny. So naturally funny. Please tell thank them where you. they can oh find you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, I am on Instagram at Christine Bianca Villa, which is exactly how it sounds. C-H. Not Villa yeah, Blanca. not Villa Blanca. Although there was a debate where I almost changed my Instagram handle to that. Yeah. Didn't I like yes, tell you I think yes, you should? Yes, you did. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like like I don't want to get sued for like copyright, like a restaurant name. <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least it doesn't exist oh, yeah, anymore. Actually, you are correct. So yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Twitter is Xteen Bianks. I like just need to get a streamlined thing, but I... I can't do that right now. We, that was that was a big debate back then. Yeah. You know, you wanted to yeah. streamline it, but so, you can well, find me. So you'll find me. <laughs> you'll find her. If not, reach out to me. We'll yeah. find her. Thanks again. I had a blast. And a free way to help us is by rating and subscribing to the pod. 